When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 20th, 2024. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello, Andy. How are we today? Fine. Tuesday evening, 5 out of 10. <laughs> five out, you're, you're running with this. I notice. You are, you are going with an average rating each week. Would your rating improve on a better results week? Prior? Oh, mate, I, I was talking about how I feel right now. I'd say probably about five out of ten. Uh, taking into account last week's result, we're probably at three. I mean, well, I say three out of ten. We're actually zero out of three. I was <laughs> last week. That would be that. That would be the scale. That'd be more accurate if you were using your own scale. But thankfully, both you and Dave Greenfield helped that situation. Welcome back, Dave. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. Not bad at all. Excellent. Um, we just mentioned last week's results. Let's get into that now. Not a good week for me, but as I say, made up um, considerably by you two fine gentlemen. So I owe you one uh, for this week. Let's get cracking and, and recap last week's picks. Starting, as always, with the banker picks. Uh, mine was a disaster. Who could have predicted that, Gordon? I mean, if only someone had the foresight to say, I didn't think your bank was very good. Um, I mean, you, you ran it slightly unlucky, but it's a banker, so it's, it, there's meant to be more good goals should, for that team. It should have been more certain. It was yeah. uh, Fiorentina at home against Udinese. Uh, the banker bet lost because it ended in a 2 all draw. Now, Fiorentina never had the lead in this game. They came from behind twice, uh, firstly to equalise it one all, and then with three minutes of the game remaining to equalise it two each. So it didn't really ever look that good. Um, so apologies there. Must do better. Speaking of doing better, we move to Portugal and Sporting Lisbon away at Chavez. If you want to pick bankers, this is how you do it. Two to seven, Sporting one, three nil. All notifications received in, well, I was going to say in tandem, not even in tandem because I received four notifications. I was in the pub with Andy. I got all three goal notifications and the end of game. Three nil win for Sporting. Banker win. Dave. Yeah. So, so you got them all at once when you left the basement. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, how did you get them all in tandem? Oh, yeah, because we're in a basement pub. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I must must say that myself and Andy were drinking in a basement in a pub, not just like in someone's house or <laughs> so of some kind. <laughs> so, Dave, how did your banker go? Yeah, I'm, I did a joker. I score for Lisbon at the weekend. Ha, pass. No idea. Didn't even uh, look at the notifications. I just got them and then exited. <laughs> No, because he's uh, he's got I think he's got twenty goals and seven assists this season. And apparently, there's talk of Chelsea after him because he's got a hundred million buyout clause. 
<laughs> Even though like, he was at Coventry last year, <laughs> and then also he's been banging him in for drawing, and uh, apparently Chelsea won him. But you know, that is the but, most. I was going to say that is the Chelsea most Chelsea together. signing. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Where was he last year? I was worth nothing. Hundred <laughs> million, please. Yeah, uh, yeah. So my banker was. Uh, I was in Germany. And it was uh, Augsburg against Leverkusen. And I'm like, Leverkusen at one to two. And this was very, very nervy. Uh, Leverkusen did win the game 1 0. But they, uh, they took till the 94th minute for them to find the winner, uh, Palacios getting the goal. But to be fair, Leverkusen w- were on top always in this game. They had 2.61 XG, 25 attempts, six on target, 66 possession. Augsburg didn't even have a shot on target. Um, so, luckily, they got the 1-0 win, but it was a, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Doesn't matter. All that matters is the results. So, well done, Gordo. Well done, Dave. Work for me to do next week or this week. Uh, work for me also to do in the value section. I took, to be fair, I took quite a long odd shot here for value. There were 17-11 to 11 Bologna to win early at Cagliari. And they took the lead. Took the lead in like the 24th minute. Um, but Cagliari came back to win this match despite only having 36% possession and they scored with their only two shots on target in the entire game to make it 2-1. So I feel a little hard done by here. What are you going to do? I mean, you took a longer odds one in there. I am... Um... Just as a, a slight sidebar for listeners, myself and other hosts for the podcast, Jerome, have been really into the AFCON and backing cards in it, uh, which has meant I've watched a lot of the AFCON and listened to it. And there was a guy talking about a player for Cagliari, right? And he said a word that I, I couldn't have equated. I had to look up who the guy played for, right? He was like, ah, it's Hal or Ragai. It was like, not even close to the word. And I'm like, have I been pronouncing it wrong? No, we've been pronouncing it correctly. This guy commentator got it completely wrong. The amount of times I've talked about Cagliari on this podcast, and we all have, and I'm like, we fucked this for five years. Like, what I've, did I've, he I've, say? It was he had the G and the L the other way around, and he was missing multiple letters. To, it was like, oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, unfortunate on that one there, especially because Bologna had been. They're hot and cold at the moment, aren't they? They just and they, they looked hot and, when they started with the lead. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, my only blemish came in the value slot, uh, and this is Ferrol versus Espanol. Took a Ferrol win because I thought uh, they were far too large a price to do so. No, no. Uh, I got, received one notification. Unfortunately, um, disappointing on this one. But you I, love those one notification games as well generally I do you tend to seek them out just not in that particular spot wrong area wrong area to do it luckily I'm back at them this week on some draws so I'll, I'll leave them to it until then um, but yeah no value for me the only blemish for there Dave yeah I managed to finish off the uh, value treble losers with uh, Crawley against Salford and uh, I like Crawley at 10 to 11 Crawley lost this game one nil, and I'd like to say it was close, but it really wasn't. Uh, Kelly and Moy got the winner for Salford. It did tap to the 80th minute, but he'd only been subbed on seven minutes before as well, so decent, decent cameo from him. But so Salford had an XG of three point five six. They had thirty one attempts and eleven on target. 
So it's fair to say they battered Crawley. Uh, I guess there was a bit of a new, new manager bounce because Crawley have been, been doing decent as well. So yeah, they've been solid. That's pretty surprising. Yeah. yeah. The way that oh, well. the way that that the way that that worked out as well was, and I'm not gonna, I won't spoil the outsiders here, but Crawley were the first team for me that was killing the mega. Yeah. Just the way that games had worked out because I I wasn't involved in uh, any backing against Falkirk shenanigans this week just because I could the price was wasn't there for me when I put it on so I was like see when Salford scored I nearly threw my phone through the wall <laughs> like at that point I was like I know if a key oh, it's done um, but yeah unlucky and uh, uh, unlucky with the pick there not so much the actual game itself yeah. <laughs> on to the outsiders then and this is where we look for something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog and we think has a good chance coming in uh, when we reviewed the bankers <laughs> We started with a spoiler because obviously Gordon and Dave got theirs, but I'd started by telling you mine lost. So let's start with Gordon and then Dave and I'll go last. Just Alcorcon. I feel it might flow better. I, I feel it may. So I, I'll, I'll kick us off. In fact, apologies, Dave, your game was before mine. You take yeah. us through your outsider because it was very good. Yeah, mine was in the championship and it was uh, the, the Midlands Derby. You know, it was Coventry Leicester. Early kickoff uh, on Sky this one, and uh, like Coventry fourteen to five, and they ended up winning the game three uh, one. Leicester did take the lead, uh, Dewsbury all penalty, but a few minutes after that they had the Fatawa. He's a forward for Leicester sent off. He's actually on loan from Sporting. <laughs> He's a uh, yeah, million mate next year. Yeah, wait wait exactly. till Chelsea see that. Yeah, and. Uh, Sort of then took control of the game, had a lot of possession. Uh, we're looking for that breakthrough. Um, and then managed to get through Calamo Air on the 79th minute. He, he looks some player, this kid. He, he was, I remember seeing him, he played for the villa, um, when he was like, like 15, 16. And uh, I thought he had some about him then. I think he had a few injuries that kept him out for a while. But I mean, if you watch his game, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, Apparently, there's a bit of a going on with his contract, so I think Cod needs to get his contract sorted because they need to keep him. Anyway, uh, Milan Van Uwek then put Coventry in front on the 88th minute and O'Hare completed the scoring with a lovely little volley in the 94th. Um, to be fair, Le- Leicester looked a bit lightweight because you know, they've got no Daka, uh, no Iacho, Vardy's injured, um, indeed he's at the AFCON as well, so... You know, that's, that's quite a four forward players there that have been, and now they're going to be without uh, Fatouar as well, is going to be suspended as well. So, but yeah, no, if anybody watched the game, it's a really good game and good win for Kov. Yeah, it was a cracking game to watch. I, I watched the second half, um, and it was a great game to watch having backed Coventry. Was it? Yeah. Just fabulous I, I, fun. Huge result there for Dave, which led me on to a game where I wasn't looking for fireworks. I didn't need anything out of this. This was Alcacon versus Mirandes. And I wanted, as Andy alluded to in the value section, a, a one notification game. And unfortunately, I had a two notification game. Three, technically, because I got a Mirandez goal and then a VAR off and then nil-nil. Um, so, yeah, I, I called this game as being absolute unwatchable dross. <laughs> and it truly was. Um, with Alcacon drawing nil-nil with Mirandez here. 21-10 uh, to 10 for the draw. 
the teams were I mean, Dave, you sent a screenshot of it into the group. The teams like each had a po- yeah. XG of like yeah, four, yeah, four, right. six or something. Yeah. You literally couldn't get like a more even nil nil. Yeah. So as uh, as Andy alluded to in, in the setup that he's done for here, Dave's outsider in, my outsider in. We're ready to rock with Andy's. So I was having a terrible week, and what a result I got in my outsiders. Uh, I'd picked Airdrieonians to win away at Dunfermline at odds of 11-5, to 5, and while Gordon's match was unwatchable, Ross, mine was just unwatchable because it was postponed. What a great result. Void game, £2.50, Trixie turned in like 80 quid because you two got yours in and mine just didn't count. So delighted that... Um, the undersoil heating failed uh, and a waterlogged pitch happened. <laughs> so I'll, t- I'll take that. Thank you week, so much. Even you're struggling, undersoil heating. you will take that. Yeah, you will take, on a, on a week where nothing's going your way, you will take that as a win. Because um, I always back them as a tricksy. Uh, so that was that was very good. Outsiders again, uh, doing the business for us. On to the charity bet then. And no surprise that I killed this. Um, I don't know if it was me like you know sometimes when you're on a bad run you think you're actually having you putting a bet on is having an effect on actual real life that's what this feels like I'd backed Falkirk minus two goals away so high flying top of the league Falkirk against bottom club Edinburgh City who had to let go most of their first team last month because they couldn't pay them Falkirk were 1-50 to at Skybet 1-50 to to win this match. So for the charity, they were 1-16 to 16 at Bet365, 1-40 at Hills, 1-50 at Skybet. So I'd taken them on the minus two handicap for my charity bet. And they didn't win this game. <laughs> it ended 2-all. And they had to wait for a very, very late goal to get that equaliser. They went 2-0 they went down after 36 minutes. Wow. This is, this is almost... Of all the picks that I've done, how wrong I've got them. This one is close to when I backed Dresden and they lost 8-1 to Cologne. <laughs> That's how, that is how I feel about this pick, considering the odds of 1-50 to 50 for the straight-up win. And no one saw this coming. That was just mad. It was a bit mental, the Falkirk game. Um, <clears throat> it, just, it just wasn't your week. Like you know it's when it's not your week. I do you know when you were saying that you think feel like sometimes you can have an influence on games. I yeah. went to three Hibs Cup finals, uh, back to back to back to back, in which all of them we lost horribly. Uh one was a mm-hmm. semi, actually we lost to Kilmarnock five one. Um I would offered a ticket for the Scottish Cup final where Hibs beat Rangers and declined it. And and you like, caused Hebs to win the trophy. Well done. And then yeah. I went back, back again when we played Hearts in the semi and we got fucking pumped. So I'm never returning <laughs> to watch us play in a semi or a final again. So unfortunate in there, Andy, but your co-hosts helped you out on this one. Um, I was on last game of the weekend for us. This was Lons, high-flying Lons versus PSG. I fancied PSG at just under even money. They won this game 2-0. They didn't have it their own way. Long's missed a penalty in here. Um, but Mbappe scored and the other fella they've got up front as well. They're kind of playing a bit of a weird team at the moment, PSG. Yeah, no. In that they've lost a lot of their superstars, but they've got Mbappe. 
Like, so yeah. they're kind of like uh, Argentina Messi without Aguero. Like, they just like give him the ball, see what happens. And 2 0 happened. So, a, a good result for them in there. Um, and they, they will win this league, but they, they probably won't do it as handsomely as they maybe would have done in the in previous years. But And a, a charity win for me at 10 to 11. How did we round out the week, Dave? Yeah, they've got a bit mental pace, Jane. Like, like, Calamone hasn't been starting either. It's like, yeah. I love Calamone, I think it's glass. But, and then they were playing that um, Zaire Emery. He's playing like, yeah. I'm sure he played centre half, didn't he? Like, he normally plays like just as a 10 or like in midfield. I'm sure they're playing, playing centre off at the weekend. But they've got some right weird stuff going on as well. Yeah. I was watching, we, we, there was another game that myself and Jerome were watching AFCON wise, where the commentator came out with another mental fact, which was uh, I think it was uh, Mauritania. The Mauritania striker has been playing left back for his club for the last four years since he lost his pace but they don't have anyone better to put up top so really? he's back up top <laughs> he's like nah mate you just left back you'll be fine and nah, nah up top you're 36 just fucking get out there go run at them um, but yeah so Dave sorry how did yours go? yeah so uh, I was in the National League North uh, and it was Rush all against Spennymoor and I lost Rush all at 11 to 8 and uh, Rush all won the game 4-3 Obviously, I was there on Saturday. Um, we were we were two 0 up after about twenty five minutes. Would have been great if this was an early payout league because that would have just been done and dusted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Danny Waldron had got both goals. Uh, one was a pen, one a, a good little finish. Uh, Spennymore got back into it just for half time. To be fair, scored a cracking goal, and then that came out second half. Got right back in it. It's two two. Then Rushall. Went through the gears again. Uh, Sam McClintock scored an excellent goal. Got in beyond the defence. Brilliant goal. And Mitch Clark scored good header from a corner. So that put us 4 2 up again. We would have been paid out again. <laughs> he could have got two payouts. Uh, but then Spennymore uh, again scored another cracking goal, to be fair, in the 95th minute. Uh, but Rush all held on to win 4 3. Uh, puts them into 16th place. That's six points above the relegations right now. So, bit of daylight between them and the others. And uh, I said I did, I did mention about maybe we were, we were going to lose Danny Waldron uh, before the game to Southend. Does look like he's going to go this week. And I did say his uh, his deputy would have been Adnan George, who he'd scored a few oh, goals. Yeah. yeah, he'd looked really good. And uh, I thought, yeah, well, if we lose him, Adnan will play. He's obviously shit himself, been mentioned on the podcast, and he's thought, fuck that, I can't handle the pressure. And he went and signed for Halifax two days no before way. the game. So, <laughs> 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 well, bloody hell, that's, it. that's the effect we have on her. Yeah. Finding <laughs> too nervous. You did. You, I mean, you should. anyone else you want to give a shout out this week for, for potential uh, Rush All starters that you want transferred away? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'd be quite happy if we get Danny, but it doesn't look like it. If he oh. does, yeah, we need to use the money. We need to get a couple of a decent strikers in, to be fair. But no, good, good win, good performance. Nice yeah, well done, lads. Two, two charity winners. I lost again. Bad week for me, zero out of three, but three out of four for both Gordo and Dave holding this podcast together <laughs> when I wasn't at the races. So thank you very much, boys. We're about to head to our ad break. Um, for those of you on Patreon, though, members of the Trample Bet Club, 
you get to see the middle section instead. So £6 a month, if you go to tramplebet.com, uh, you will see a link to our Patreon. And on there, you get to watch this podcast as a video podcast as soon as we release it. So it's, it's you know, it's the raw footage. It's the unedited stuff behind the scenes before Gary Black does his magic and uh, transforms it into the podcast that, that you all hear on Spotify and Amazon Music, etc. Uh, so you get to see the, the raw Zoom call. Um, you also get a cheat sheet, all, all the picks written down, so you don't have to remember which ones that you liked uh, from this week's show for the weekend ahead. And finally, you get the middle section. So while we go to the ad break on Patreon, uh, we'll talk a bit about the picks um, that didn't make the show that we like for this weekend. Now, I won't have any this week, A, because I'm on a bad run, and B, because there's just no leagues that I particularly like apart from the UK ones this weekend. No Danish league, no Japanese league. Um, there's no Scottish league fixtures. We're in, a, we're in a cup. But, you know, Gordo and Dave, who are on good form, hopefully have something to add there. So we're about to head to that. Everyone else, we'll see you after this short break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January 20th, 2024. Same as always, banker picks, value picks, outsiders, and then we'll round off with a pick from each of us to combine in a treble, £10 of our own money, my money, um, this week, because it was me that let it down last week, and all the proceeds, should that treble come in, go to a charity we will announce on next week's show. Okie doke, bankers to start with. My bankers in the second tier of German football, the Bundesliga Zwei, Saturday at noon UK time for St. Pauli versus Kaiserslautern. So St. Pauli are second placed, 33 points from 17 matches, scoring 31 times, conceding 15. They're just two points off the top and the top place team is currently Kiel. Um, they host 15th placed Kaiserslautern. They have 18 points from 17 matches, scoring 28, but conceding 36. So pretty leaky at the back. They're only one point above the relegation playoff spot. So they're, four, they're fourth bottom. Um, St. Pauli aren't in as good form as they were earlier in the season, which is why the price here is higher than you might expect. You'll get them at one to two just now, which I think is a really, really good price uh, considering the team's respective league positions. And the fact that this is a home game for St. Pauli. So I've said that their form's not as good. They've, they've taken seven points from their last five league matches, which, okay, it's not as good as their form was early in the season, but it's much better than the zero points Kaiserslautern have taken across their last five games. Like They're, they're in terrible form. Um, Kaiserslautern have also only taken five points away from home all season. So the fact this is a home game for St. Pauli I really like it. Um, the two teams met twice in 2023. They were both victories for St. Pauli. So 1-2 is just good. Okay, uh, I'll take you to Turkey. This is Sunday. Uh, around the time uh, that the antics in Benidorm will be taking in place with the cyclocross. Uh, you'll have to listen to the middle section if you'd like uh, hot tips on that. We're in Turkey. It's Fenerbahce versus Samsunspor. And I'll be taking Fenerbahce to win this game at the lovely odds of one to four. Bet three six five are the best priced of anyone. Everyone else is one to five on this. Um, Fenerbahce are great. 
Top of the league, 53 points taken, 20, po- 20 games played. Samsung Sport are one point above the relegation zone in 15th. Um, there's a lot of teams around them there. So from 18th to 13th are separated by two points. So there's there's, there's really not much uh, in the relegation zone there. Samsung Sport haven't been in this league for very long. Uh, they've only played Fenerbahce once that would matter. Games before were all in 2012. They played them when Samsung Sport were at home and they lost 2-0 here. Fenerbahce have the weirdest front line of any team going. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that lots of people have seen that tweet that's like, guys can have fun just sitting around naming Turkish front lines and being like, how the fuck did they end up there? Fenerbahce's midfield is Fred, <laughs> Man United. Kavecchi, who has played in Turkey pretty much his whole career and this is the first time he ever started scoring goals. Edin Dzeko, up top, <laughs> just banging them in. Uh, and he he featured in a game recently where he scored a hat trick by forty minutes. He scored in three scored three times within that amount of time. There, they have Mishi Batswai, Dusan Tajic, and uh, Dusan Tajic and Chengis Under playing for them. They have such a team of players that you're like, mind him, like that. That's how you can describe <laughs> their entire front line. Anyway, they're 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 doing really well in the league just now. Um, they beat Gazantep away one nil. Last week in a kind of tougher game for them there. They're not hampered by lots of AFCON players missing for them either. Um, Sam Spoon, Sam Sunspor are, are are not that hampered by it either. They're missing a couple of players, one of which is Olivier and Cham, um, who former Celtic uh, player who is out there. Uh, Mike him. See, how much fun is it talking about Sam Sunspor players? So Fenerbahce is just going to win this game. It's an early payout league. They're 1-4 to do so. Dave, what you got? Uh, so I'm going to take you to League One. It's Saturday at three o'clock, and it's Peterborough against Shrewsbury. And uh, you can get Peterborough one to throw. So Peterborough second in the league. They've got 52 points uh, from 26 games. They've got a game in hand uh, as well. Shrewsbury are 17th. They've only taken 30 points from 27 games. Uh, Peterborough uh, third in the form table, taking 11 from five. Shrewsbury have only taken three from five. They've got the fourth best home record um, where they've only conceded 11 uh, home goals. And Shrewsbury have got the 21st worst away record. They've scored three away goals all season. Shrewsbury, so not having a fun time on the road. Um, Peterborough haven't lost actually in the league since the 7th of November. Um, they won the last three meetings against Shrewsbury. To be fair to Peter, they've got, they've got the youngest team in this league, but they're absolutely flying under uh, what I believe is Darren Ferguson's about 70 out time of managing Peterborough in the last <laughs> you know, so many years. Uh, but he always seems to get a tune out of them. Uh, you know what? They've got Ronnie Edwards at the back. He's only, he's only twenty. He, he's destined to buy the Premier League. He's, he's been excellent. Um, so yeah, I just think one to three is a pretty good price for a, a team here. So uh, they'll probably end up winning this league. Uh, you can actually get them two to one to win the league if you uh, fancy that. But yeah, one to three is a decent price for them. Love it. So that means a banker treble this week of. A home win for St. Pauli against Kaiserslautern, a home win for Fenerbahce against Samson Spore, and a home win for Peterborough against Shrewsbury. 
shakes out at 1.41 to 1. So getting close to to 1.5 to 1, 6 to 4 price, which is pretty good for the bankers. On to the value picks then. These tend to be around even money. I am slightly better than even money for my one. Saturday, 3pm, a good traditional UK kickoff time in English League 1 for Cheltenham versus Carlisle. Um, this is third bottom versus second bottom in League One. Um, so after 25 games, Cheltenham are the team in 22nd place on 23 points, scoring 19, conceding 34. Carlisle, a place below in 23rd place, three points back, 20 points, with 22 goals scored, quite a big 41 conceded. Although they've actually played 27 games. So Cheltenham are three points ahead and they also have two games in hand. The thing I like most about this bet is Carlisle have an absolutely dismal away record. Um, they're bottom of the league's away game table. They've only picked up six points um, from 13 away matches this season. Whereas Cheltenham have picked up a bit of form at home. The last five home games have given them three wins, a draw and one loss. Form also favours Cheltenham here too. They've taken quite an impressive 10 points from the last five matches. Carlisle have managed just the four points. The last five times the sides have met, this stretches back to 2019, have ended in four wins for Cheltenham in one draw, nothing for Carlisle there. So six to five for a home win for Cheltenham. And obviously I'll, I'll wait to see what Dave has to say about this because, you know, when you're in ed, anything in England that starts with the word league, he knows about it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're a good price to be fair. Cheltenham, I'll, you know, I'll back them the, the other week too. Uh, Big Portsmouth and they did at home 2-1. Uh, Carlisle have made some decent signings in January, to be fair. But uh, they're a team that came up from League 2 last year. And like I said, Cheltenham have been, they've been good under Clark. So, yeah, I quite like it. I like it. The the, the Dave stamp of approval. Uh, we were talking before we started recording that um, our podcast editor... Mr. Gary Black is a fan of the Baltimore Ravens and Dave said, uh, uh, you know, obviously, is that because they're doing well this year? I was like, no, I think he'd be slightly angry that they're maybe doing well this year. That's not really a, a Gary thing because Gary has recently adopted Carlisle as as his team and he goes to some of the games. I, th- I think that's a relatively new thing he started doing this season. So that's Gary's level generally. That's the sort of team he likes to support. So uh, rather than backing Dumbarton, like I did a couple of weeks ago, backing a team he follows, he'll be glad to know I'm very against Carlisle in this fixture. How often do you think we back games in which both places are home to racetracks? We could probably go back and yeah, <laughs> like because I'm trying to think of other other like games that will have like a reasonable oh false last versus Utoxeter. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's not <laughs> often fixture. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's Dave territory. So I'm, I'm imagining he's more there's a there's a, a a more reasonable chance of like, well, I, I don't know, maybe even Joey. Like if with from Conference League stuff, if if you said to me a Conference League game that was currently taking place was like it was Nace versus like I don't know Hexham, I'd be like, yeah, could be, could be early rounds. I know it's yeah. a conference <laughs> league fixture. That's what I was saying. It's Europa Conference League. Oh, that is, it's just all oh, right. Sorry, I thought you meant con- yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Start looking at Ireland. There's meant to be like Tremont versus Punch and Stone or something. Well, Scotland, you know, you can get Hamilton yeah. in the air. 
you can get yeah, St. Yeah. Johnston. They cover Perth. Doing no, muscle, it, I really have a for, team for me. It, for me, it has to be the name. Oh, it of can't the be team. St. Johnston. It, ha- it no, they would it have be. to be called Perth. Yeah. So and Hamilton do the air is something Ham- that can Mayer. happen. Yeah, Hamilton. That's the Mayer only Scottish is- one that can happen. Yeah. Well, Musselburgh in the le- unless they're playing in the the Scottish Cup because they do have a team that that. Oh, they're right. Okay, but it, it wouldn't be a league fixture that. But yeah. No, no, you are right. Um, I move us far away from the <laughs> racetrack derbies that Andy will be talking about this weekend. Um, back to Turkey where it's fun to talk about who plays for who. Uh, and this game, I'll be taking Besiktas away at Pendikspor. It's a Saturday game and it kicks off at the traditional Turkish time of 4pm. So, why am I on Besiktas? Well, Pendikspor are the worst home team in the league. Awful. They're very, very bad. Besiktas, pretty good away from home. They've won four out of their last five uh, uh, away games uh, when they've been playing. Um, the standings for Pendixpor do not make for good reading. They have played nine games at home this season and taken six points. If you wish to stay in the league, you probably need to be taking more than a point a game from your own home games. <laughs> um, yeah, they've scored seven, conceded 19. Um, Besiktas is away form. They're the fourth best away team in the league. They've uh, taken 16 points from 10 games, uh, scoring 17, conceding 15. Worth noting that Besiktas started this season really poorly as well. So they've started to turn it around a bit. Uh, they've pumped Rizespor 4-0, um, who had featured in the podcast relatively recently. Uh, they beat Hatchespor in there. Uh, they beat Samsunspor. So they're beating teams both at the top and the bottom of the table. Uh, there is no data for uh, Besiktas versus Pendixpor away from home because Pendixpor haven't yeah. been in the league very long. So uh, the home form... And probably won't be in the league very much longer. No, no, they'll disappear. They'll be gone. Um, they, I'll be I'll be happy to welcome back someone that like we haven't heard of for years uh, to, to pop back up in there. Um, but yeah, so I just think Besiktas are too big a price here to be ignoring in the value slot. Four to five, you'll get them to, to win this game. They're putting against the worst home team in the league. Um, again, not that many players missing from AFCON um, and Pendixpor don't have that many players that would be at the AFCON. Um, so I think there's a reasonable chance that if you offered me to play the worst home team in the league and it's Besiktas they're playing against, I'm going to bite your hand off. And at four to five, yeah. So for more racetracks and things in England, I assume we move to Dave. Dave, what you got? Uh, Pendixpor is definitely a mad up team. Yeah, yeah, so, they're not real. They're not real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take you to a, a place where I'm pretty sure there isn't two racetracks, and it's the National League, Saturday 3 o'clock, and it's Bromley against Boreham Wood, and uh, I'm going to take Bromley at 10 to 11. Uh, Bromley is second beyond Chesterfield. They've got 56 and 28 games. Uh, Boreham Wood are 15. They've got 32 from their 27 games. Uh, Bromley are fourth in the form table. They've got 11 from their last five. Uh, Boreham Wood, they're 12th in the form table. I've took eight from their last five. But Bromley have got the second best home record in the league, taking 32 points from 14 home games. Uh, where Boreham Wood are the 16th worst away record. They've only taken 14 points from their 13 away games. Uh, Bromley as well. They haven't lost a game in the league for um, since the twenty first of November. So that's nine games. Uh, Boreham Wood. Uh, they haven't got a clean sheet in their last fourteen games. 
And Bromley have also scored 11 goals in their last five games. So, you know, a team that's scoring goals against a team that can't stop goals is is always great to be behind. Uh, yeah, and so if you want to watch this one as well, it's on National League TV on Saturday. Uh, get beyond the Bromley boys. You're my schedule, Fantastic. Mate. There. Always <laughs> reminds me. Always reminds me of Macbeth when I hear Boreham Wood. That's one of the. We, we've mentioned Shakespeare on this show before as well, but I'm sure Macbeth is told like his reign will come to an end when something comes to Burnham Wood. So maybe it's when maybe it's when Bromley defeat Boreham Wood. <laughs> There you go. Don't, That's when the don't value comes in. Yeah, don't let anybody tell you this isn't a highbrow podcast. Hey, exactly. <laughs> there we go. You get you get everything on this show. Absolutely everything, including a value treble of a home win for Cheltenham against Carlisle, and a away win for Besiktas against Pendixpor, and a home win for Bromley against Boreham Wood, and that combines to six point three eight to one. Should you wish to put the treble on. On to the Outsiders there, and um, we obviously had a postponed game in last week's, which meant we're 100% for our Outsiders, which is really good. Uh, looking to replicate that this week. And I'm staying in the United Kingdom in England, League 2, Saturday at 3pm for Barrow versus Crew, And this match takes place right at the top end of the League 2 table. Fourth place Barrow, 49 points from 27 matches, host Fifth place crew, who are only two points behind them on 47 points. The form of the two sides is what draws me the most to this, with crew playing particularly well lately. They've taken 10 points in the last five matches. Barrow have managed six. The sides are pretty evenly matched. So for me, three to one for a crew win is too big a price on an informed side. Dave, what do you think about crew's chances away at Barrow? Uh, the, so crew have been playing well uh, been Sweden last week but uh, Barrow's home form is really really good it is although if you look at the home form table they're like 7th or something in that they're not they're not they're undefeatable not, yeah 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 but like, like actually, had to, they have been playing pretty well crew and they are right up there as well so big good game mm. it's an outsider at the end of the day so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so. it's really looking at the odds and it's a 3-1 to one shot so it only needs to come in 25% of the time to be good and hopefully this weekend is one of those 25% of the times G-Man Bob I am going to be incredibly highbrow with my picks I'm going to I'm going to take us uh, to the lower leagues of Spain this is La Liga 2 here um, for Pacos Ferrol versus Real Oviedo in here Pacos Ferrol uh, reached the finals of the Copa del Rey in 1938-39 and never won it <laughs> They are part of a question that I was asked at work relatively recently, which is, can you name the only team that still exists in the Spanish top division, uh, top, uh, still exists in the Spanish top division, that has only won the Copa del Rey once? Can I? I mean, no, I, but I could start guessing. So that yeah, you can take out, obviously, the very obvious ones in there. Take out the good teams, yeah? Yeah. So who are we and left with? Mallorca I'm back in to draw yes fucking Mallorca in one <laughs> yes that is a great result in there yes it is Mallorca won it in 2000-2001 oh, uh, uh, in there it used to also be a question that you could add um, Real Sociedad too but they won it in 1819 as well um, okay. and there's some other teams that have won it once 
uh, but have been absorbed into other teams like in like 1918, 1919, uh, okay. uh, a cycling club uh, to play football, you basically had to be an affiliated club. So a cycling club gave their membership to a bunch of guys that like just showed up from somewhere else and won the Copa del Rey by beating Atletico Bilbao. And then they were like, well, obviously we're now going to go form a football club, which became Real Sociedad later on. So that's brilliant. Um, very Although I hope I've not used up all my luck for the week. Pinging that answer. <laughs> if it's anything like last week, to be honest, then I, I, I mean, I, I can't see what what would happen this week to take us below the threshold. So <laughs> maybe fucking the Verlin's pitch will be watered this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm in uh, Spanish La Liga 2. Uh, this is, uh, as I pointed out, 1938-1939 Copa del Rey finalists is Paco Ferrol versus Real Oviedo here. And I am backing this game as a draw. I took Ferrol last week as my uh, value pick um, to to win the game, and they drew nil nil here. Um, these are two teams that are relatively close to each other on the table. Uh, Ferrol in second, and Oviedo in eleventh. That sounds far away, but they're separated by six points. Um, so that's how tight the La Liga two is at the moment. Um, last four meetings between these teams have been draws, back to back to back to back draw. Uh, Real Oviedo's away record is pretty ridiculous for draws. Uh, if you look at their last five games, they've drawn three. If you look at their last ten games, they've drawn seven. Uh, they are a draw away team. Um, if you look at Ferrol's home record, it's pretty good in there. But they did draw with Espanyol in there, and they've played some of the teams that kind of maybe would have sat in like, uh, teams that wouldn't have sat in against them, like Leganes in there, who are top of the league, and they beat them one nil. Um, their home records follow draws in there too. So the bookies know this. It's two to one just for the draw here. So they 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 meet my threshold. Um Ladbrooks have got them at 95. Coral have got them at 19 to 10. Under luckily, luckily, <laughs> Bet365 are pricing this is two to one. And you don't need it to be an early payout league because I want fuck all to happen. So it doesn't matter which bookmaker that this comes on with. So I'll be taking Saturday at 8pm Ferrol to draw with Real Oviedo and you'll get that at 2-1. to one. Two teams that do more drawing than Bob Ross. Love it. <laughs> exactly. So Dave, Dave, what you got? Yeah, another fantastic highbrow conversation uh, about Bob Ross. <laughs> what a legend. Could have gone with Neil Buchanan. <laughs> you could <laughs> not have seen him draw in a while, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. What he's up to. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go to uh, League One. It's Saturday at three o'clock. I think it's Burton against Charlton. And I'm going to take Burton here. They're two to one. Uh, Burton are 19th. They're taking 28th and 27. Charlton are 13th. But they've only taken 30 and 26. They're only actually two points above Burn in the league. Uh, Burn are 13th in the form table. They've taken seven from the last five. There's Charlton at 22nd. They've only taken one point from their last five games. Um, Burn, their home record's not amazing. They've only taken 19 points from 13 home games. But Charlton's away record is terrible. They've taken nine points. From 12 away games. And uh, they haven't won away in the league since they beat Wigan on Halloween. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Burton played Derby last night. 
They lost the game three two, uh, but Derby needed a ninety third minute winner. They have a really good account of themselves. Uh, just got a new manager as well, and they've just taken Joe Hugel on loan from Man United, a young kid. He just signed a new contract at Man United and then got on loan to Burn, and he scored on his debut last night. Looked really comfortable. Looks like he could get some goals for Burn. And uh, like I said, Charlton have just been in, in terrible form here. So, yeah, Burn at 2-1. to one. Superb, Dave. There was just something the way, about the way you said that, that in my head. It's like, oh, yeah, obviously Wigan lose games on Halloween. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was but I love it Bur- a home win for Burton Albion against Charlton so that means the outsiders this week through to win away at Barrow a draw between Racing for All and Oviedo and a home win for Burton Albion against Charlton and if you did fancy combining all three 36.2 to 1. And something I've just noticed, me coming off a bad week last week, I have the highest price pick in each category so far. <laughs> Usually you try and consolidate against your things. But there's me just out there, just pushing the envelope. <laughs> On to the charity picks. Um, two out of three last week. Well done, Gordo. Well done, Dave. Myself letting down charity. So hopefully... Um, I can get a charity winner in and we can get the three out of three and give some money to charity. And it's a good thing that it's January 20th and not Halloween because I'll be backing Wigan in their game on Saturday against Reading. So English League One, Saturday at 3pm, Wigan v Reading. The home win for Wigan is 13 to 10. Now, it's probably not the most interesting game this weekend. Uh, 18th placed Wigan hosting 21st place Reading. Wigan have 28 points from 26 matches. Reading, 23 points from 25 matches. Here's where it's interesting, though. Despite Wigan's 18th place overall, they're actually ninth in the table when you consider only home matches. And they've taken 22 points from only 12 home games. So while they've played 26 games, only 12 of them have been at home and they've managed quite a large 22 points from those 12 games. They've scored 18 times and conceded 11. Reading are pretty dreadful away from home only Carlisle have a worse record and we've talked about that already and that's courtesy of goal difference so they've only managed 6 points away from home this season as well and that's from 12 matches scoring 13 times conceding a massive 26 so I really like the home and away split here and 13-10 to 10 just seems quite a big price for Wigan at the DW Stadium so they're my charity shout this week there you go. Then. Wigan, Wigan as well. So start the season with a points deduction as well. So, of course. So that's not a real total. Yeah, they, they, they'd be further at the table if they had. And like you say, Reading a, a terrible away. Really good price on Wigan. The only thing you would hope is there was a Reading pad at home on Saturday, and they read the Reading fans stormed the pitch and they wouldn't move off the pitch. And there's uh, tennis balls and all sorts, wasn't there? It was yeah, one of protesting against the ownership and that's uh, that's called a game off. But you would think that if they were planning something similar this way, they wouldn't have enough power away from home to... I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take a postponed game. That's <laughs> fine. Look at you picking games that you'd like trying to get them postponed in here. Just imagine you <laughs> scouring the world for potential conflicts you could get involved in. Just be like, yeah... Venezuela this week. Don't know if don't know if the rebels will make let this game kick off. You know, <laughs> whose um, who's warranty's gone on their floodlights. 
yeah. <laughs> who's not maintained their undersoil heating. Well, I'll take us again. I feel I'm having to bring up to the, the highbrow nature of this podcast and, 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 and try and bring us back up here. Uh, this is Sunday night. This is a, a a league that I like, a league that hasn't maybe been as kind to us over the, the last uh, few weeks. This is the Sierra A, and I'll be taking Juventus away at Lecce. Once again, those milk boys. Uh, and I'll be taking Juventus in this game. They're 7-10 to to win it. They're currently playing right now, and they're beating Sassuolo 2-0. Um, courtesy of two very early goals from Dusan Vlahovic, a man who's back in form. He's back in his kind of Fiorentina-esque form, when he was a bit terrifying, to be honest, when he was almost outscored. He scored more than a goal a game. Um, Joey's just messaged me just to say, just need a Sassuolo goal. Joey, this is not what we're doing right now at the same time. We are on We are on for Juventus here. But yeah, so they play on Sunday night. They're playing against Lecce here. Um, Juventus are in second place currently. They've taken 49 points from their 20 games, assuming they go on to win this game that they're playing. Um, they're playing against a Lecce team who are just above Sassuolo. So they've got 21 points from their 20, scoring 20 goals, conceding 26. Uh, Juventus only, can score, uh, only conceded 12 goals this season. As I mentioned, Dusan Vlahovic is starting to fire back up here and he's been the reason that they've been back in games here. Um, Juve have kind of gone under the radar a bit for us on the podcast of recent because we've been very focused on kind of upstarts in the Italian league. Uh, Bologna, Atalanta, Fiorentina we've been on recently. But um, yeah, Juve are, Juve are up in second and they're only two points behind Inter Milan here. Um, and, and they're in a serious title race. Um, Lecce's home form, they get a lot of draws when they play at home. This is the only concern, and this is probably why the game uh, is is priced in a way that I would want to back them uh, as the charity. Um, Juve's results against them in the past, the last time they played in 2022, they won at 1-0. Uh, when they played in 2019, they drew at one each. I just think Juve are going to have too much for them. Juve's away form's great. They beat Salernitana, uh, they beat Frozenone, they beat Monza, they beat Fiorentina, who are up towards the top of the table, and they beat AC Milan just at the tail end of last year as well. So out of their last six away games, they've won five and they drew one with Genoa. So I just think uh, I just think Juventus will have too much for Lecce here, and you can get them at 7-10 to, to win. Dave, I assume you're taking us to some warm climbs here. Uh, where are we for our final game of the week? Uh, we're in the Premier League. We've got to wait till Monday night. Uh, live on Sky at 7.45. It's Brighton against Wolves. And everyone knows I love Wolves. So I'm going to yeah. take Wolves on, on a double chance at 6-5. I mean, to be fair, my granddad was a Wolves fan. So, uh, Look Wolves at you are trying to steer into the... Oh, I, I, I've always been a Wolves fan secretly. <laughs> Wolves are 11. They've got 28 points from... 20 games, Brighton are in eight. They've got 31 from 20. Wolves are fourth in the form table, 10 from their last five. Brighton are 11th. They've taken six from their last five. Uh, Wolves have got 10 points from 10 away games. Brighton again, they've been okay at home. They've, they've got 19 from their 10 home games. But Wolves have only lost, lost once in their last seven games. Uh, to be fair to Brian, they've only lost once in their last eight games. But Wolves are, Wolves are only missing Huang. He's at the Asian Cup. Uh, but they've got Pedro Neto, but fit, who's uh, more than 
April, April deputy for and um, Brighton will be without Matoma and uh, Adringra, who are off the, the Asian Cup and AFCON respectively. Wolves have been really good under O'Neill, to be fair. I think a lot of people thought they were going to struggle. There was a, a lot of talk about it, but yeah, they've, they've looked really good. Brighton have just been okay this season. They haven't been blowing anyone away. They're struggling a bit with having to play midweek and in the league. And then, yeah, yeah. So I don't think the way Wolves have been playing, I think they could at least go and get themselves a point there. Excellent. Fantastic. So that means the charity treble this week. Home win for Wigan against Reading, which is actually 11-8. to 8. That's gone up in price, so I really like that price. Um, and away win for Juventus at Lecce at 7-10. to 10. And draw or Wolverhampton in their game away at Brighton. And that turns into 8.08 to 1. So 90 odd quid. 90 quid and change for charity should this come in. And I've locked that price in there. So hopefully we're announcing some money for charity on next week's show. And once again, I am the highest odds pick there. <laughs> again. So we are... No one yeah, can accuse you of shite baggery. That's, you cannot uh, accuse me of shite back. We're, we're going for it this time and hopefully we get a better result for myself than last week. And hopefully, Gordo, you and Dave could just do the same again. Already That'd terrific. Be great. Or, or add another just couple. Ma- just maintain that. That'd be great. Yeah, oh yeah, if you wanted to do that, the 12-fold, something like, what, yeah. 6,000 to 1 or something. So that'd be nice. We're going to hit the mega one day. I, I mean, I'll be sad when we do hit the mega because it, it, it would be, it's nice to have done the podcast but there's no way we come on two weeks after it. I'll come on a week after it, right? Probably still done. to celebrate. Probably with a new bite, I'll be honest. Uh, but maybe after that, the heart might not be in it as much. But um, but yeah, we, we, we live to hit the mega. And why not this week? Gentlemen, anything to say before we round up this week's edition of this fine podcast? Just a couple of things in the Facebook. Oh, sorry, Dave. Um, I was just no. going to say just a couple of things in, on uh, in, on Facebook. I said, Frank, cheers, Frank, for the good feedback last week as well. He was posting yeah. underneath the podcast uh, when we were doing it. So th- thanks very much, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully you got some winners last week. Um, and obviously, uh, this, the, the gents were talking a bit about the AFCON in the group. So we'll be on posting about it uh, later on in the week. But that's all from me, Dave. Uh, mine's got nothing to do with sport whatsoever. I was just going to say, if you're not watching the Tritors, then watch it because it's been excellent. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, Dave, yeah. I didn't realize. So I was obsessed with season one, like properly right into it. And season two is just as good. And I've watched yeah, the is. Australian one and the United States one. And just the gameplay is right up my street. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, D- didn't realize you were. Uh, Nail is watching so the Tritors as well. Like everyone's it's watching brilliant. the traitors around me. And do you know the thing is, I now can't get into the traitors, right? Because you tried to get me into it and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And then Mel's <laughs> like, you need to get into this as well. And I was like, I've already said no to Andy. Like I've doubling declined down. once. You're doubling down, never back down. No, again, I see a lot of people have been really enjoying it just now. So uh yeah. Are you back in the can you back? Is there no. I don't know the I know <laughs> roughly the concept, but you can't I think because it was filmed so long ago there will be plenty of people that actually know how this shakes out, not least the contestants in the show, but all the staff as well. And probably they've told, I know they sign non-disclosure agreements, but they've probably told close friends and family. You can't stop that from happening. So what could you, what could you offer? You can only really offer try as we know. 
Traitors win, faithful win. Who walks away with a share of the money, I guess? Who's voted out next would be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Live in play. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we had the power to run our own book, I'd I'd be happy (laughs) to be involved. I often, myself and Andy obviously play a lot of baseball. Often when I'm on the bench, I think to myself, I wonder what the odds are on like the next guy getting a hit or somebody making a catch. (laughs) Yeah. Traders is brilliant though. Let me do that because it's so volatile. You can't predict anything because you don't know at any point what someone's going to do or say, and then everyone seems to forget what happened yesterday and just focus on something new entirely. It's 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 a wonderful insight into human behavior. So yeah, definitely get involved in watching some of that, and obviously enjoy all the football that's on over the weekend as well, (laughs) and some of the racing from the likes of Haydock and Ascot. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to all our Patreon members. We really, really, really appreciate your support. If you fancy joining the Patreon, www.tramplebet.com. £6 a month gives something back to the show and you get the video podcast, the middle section, all the pics written down in a cheat sheet so you do get something back. Also go to tramplebet.com for links to our Facebook group um, that Gordon mentioned there as well. Okie doke. Good luck for this weekend's betting. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network.